You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. So I'm a Claritian priest working in Nigeria. The Claritian missionaries are a group of priests and brothers founded by St. Anthony Mary Claret in the year 1849 in Spain. And we work in over 60 countries all over the world, including here in the United States. But I work with the Claritian missionaries in Nigeria. So I'm going to be reflecting on the readings for today and also sharing an exper our experience of the mission. The first reading today, um, the Book of Wisdom reminds us of what it means to be saved from slavery, from bondage. It was a reminder of what the Israelites had to go through in Egypt and how God saved them from the hands of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And this is pretty much what we experience now in Nigeria. Nigeria is divided into two, two zones, the northern part of Nigeria and the, the southern part. The northern part of Nigeria are predominantly Muslims, and while the southern part are more of Christians. And somehow the government in power seems to be from the north. And so we have a terrorist group called the Boko Haram, formed in 2009, which was an effort to um, do away with all that comes from the west. And when they mean west, they mean from Europe and America. And they see Christianity as part of the Western influence. And so since 2009, we've had cases of suicide bombers coming into the church. Like we're sitting right in church this morning, we have some Islamic terrorists sitting in church with bombs strapped all over the body. And while the masses um, halfway through the bomb detonates and we have hundreds of people dying. And this has been going on and on. And the government seems to support what is going on. There have been no arrests. There have been no um, judicial process against those who have been killing people and those who come out and speak out in public in support of killing of Christians. And this, they've declared a holy war with the call of Jihad, which is a war against Christians and all those who do not hold the faith. A couple of years back, um, about 120 girls were kidnapped and they were all released on one condition that they renounce Christianity and profess Islam. And those who did not obey the instructions were killed. And this has also moved to the next stage where we do not have to deal with um, suicide bombers now. We have people who move from city to city, from towns to villages with guns, sophisticated weapons like AK-47, and they move like nomads, moving with the cattle. They come into the town, they go to the farmlands, they shoot sporadically, killing people because they are Christians. And this is going on and on. And beginning from January this year, they began to target the priests and the nuns. And every week, every week and every day, we get news of priests who have been kidnapped and a huge ransom, as much as $20,000, $50,000, $100,000. Sometimes after this money is paid, the priest is killed, the nuns are killed. And so this has been our experience. But when we look at the second reading, it talks about faith. Faith is the hope for that which has not come, but yet we believe in it. And I think 
the faith we have in Jesus is what keeps us going. Every year during the Easter celebration during our RCIA program, we have hundreds of people being baptized, being converted from Islam to Christianity. And that has given us the priests, the missionaries, a greater hope that the work we do, the work of, of preaching the gospel, is bearing fruit. Now people know that they are likely to die because they are Christians, yet people still want to become Christians. People know that they, they are going to get killed by abandoning Islam and becoming Christians, and yet people become Christians. And we have people sitting in church when they know that it's possible to have to get killed while at mass. And so some churches have been destroyed that we we, we do not we no longer have the church buildings to have our masses and we celebrate masses under the trees or some kind of shade in the canopies and yet we see people standing under the sun under the trees just to um, attend mass and receive the Eucharist and so we see a great faith and the love of God and the second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14 says the love of Christ moves me on so what keeps us going is the love of God and the faith we have in the resurrection. And so this is the, the, the stack reality of what we have in the missions. And it's not just happening in Nigeria. It's happening in about countries where you have um, Islamic extremists. We ha it's happening in Nigeria. It's happening in Ghana. It's happening in Iran, in Syria, in Egypt, and places where you have Muslims who think that they have the right to live and they decide what faith we profess. So as you sit right here in church, I brought you the news of what is going on all over the world with our brothers and sisters who profess our faith. And that gives us courage from the gospel when Jesus talks about making friends and storing up treasures in heaven where they don't get stolen. How do we store these treasures to participate in the work of the missions? I'm asking you to become missionaries. When I ask you to become missionaries, I do not expect that you leave your home country in the United States to come to Africa or Nigeria to become missionaries. But we've got two kinds of missionaries. We have missionaries who go to the missions by giving, and we have those who give to the missions by going. So we, the missionaries who are out there in Africa and Nigeria preaching the gospel, we have given to the missions by going there, We've given our time, we've given our presence, we've given our lives. Because in each passing day, we are not sure to see the next day. At Mass, you may not get to the point where it says the Mass is ended, go in peace. You may not go home in peace. Few people get killed, um, others get injured, and few others escape. So this is what is happening. So I'm asking you to build up treasures, to pray for our brothers and sisters who suffer on account of the faith which we profess. After the homily, we're going to profess the creed, the faith. There are people who profess this same creed, who profess this same faith which we have, which we're going to do today, who are not free to do it. And so I want you to understand, you know, during the summer, we're all over the place asking for support. What do we do with these monies we raise during the mission appeal? We have a lot of people who have been displaced from their homes. Some people have been ostracized from their homes because they decided to become Christians. We have people who have lost their parents, loved loved ones, and become orphans. And so we have camps that are called IDPs, internally displaced persons, 
where the church has to take care of these people because they have no one else to turn to. And so it is our duty to feed these people, clothe them, provide health care, provide scholarships in our schools to keep these people safe, and also to get um, security devices like CCTV cameras to be able not to fight back but to be able to, to keep ourselves safe, not to allow a suicide bomber to come right into the camp. And so this has been going on and on. And it's really overwhelming because the, the camps are increasing. More and more people are being displaced. More and more people are being killed. Especially as the elections are coming the next, next year, 2023. There's a struggle to make sure that the, the Muslims retain power. And so the violence has increased. People are dying. And these people are supported with so much financial help from the Middle East. They never run out of guns or bullets. They keep shooting at will and freely. But we do not retaliate. We do not fight back because that's not what the gospel teaches. So we have our, our Bibles in the hands, our rosaries, and the, the Eucharist. But we think we need money to be able to keep people safe, to feed people, to take care of people, the injured, to be able to put up some structures where masses will be celebrated and we kind of keep ourselves safe. And so during this mission appeal, we're asking for your prayers. We're asking for your financial support. Like we're going to have the second collection today. I'm asking for your support to be generous in helping us to be able to keep on the mission, to keep the mission going. What I'm sharing with you today is not just to let you know what is going on and to ask for your prayers and your support, but it's also going to help you to appreciate what you have here in the United States, a land of freedom where you are able to worship God in freedom. No one tells you who to worship and how to worship. And you will sit there here in church in a very comfortable environment and worshiping God. I want you to appreciate also the, the blessings that God has given you in this country. The food, the water, the, the basic um, amenities to survive, and all these things. You live in plenty. You may not know that these things are a gift from God. There are people who are not sure of having three square meals. There are people who are not sure of having clean water to drink. But they have to drink water anyway. And after drinking those water, they get sick and probably die. There are people who are not sure of seeing the next day. There are people who celebrate eating one meal a day. You have all these things. These are all blessings from God. So in each passing day, when you hear those stories... We're asking you to pray for our brothers and sisters who profess the faith which we do here. I'm ask, also asking you for financial support to be able to keep the mission going. I'm also asking you to be grateful and thankful to God for all he has given you for the gift of life. The health care, the food, the water, the gift of family. People are sitting in church with your loved ones and your family members. That is not possible in Nigeria. A lot of people have lost their loved ones. Saturday before I started coming to the United States, it was hell. You know, they began kidnapping people as if it was in a war zone. And so, when we remember all these things, when I come here to the United States every summer to preach, one of the hardest things I have to grapple with is going back to Nigeria because that's going back to hell. But we have to continue the mission of Christ. We have to preach the gospel. And we have to show um, the hope which we, we believe in, which we have through our faith. These people, 
see the church as the only sign of hope, as the only reason to survive and to live. And so our duty is not only to preach the gospel, but our presence also adds value to their life. Thank you for having me this weekend to share our missionary experience. And thank you for the anticipated financial support we're going to get and also for the prayers that you say for us as we celebrate this Mass. And I pray that every day you continue to appreciate God, appreciate the good things you have here, and also remember those who are less privileged. Thank you and God bless you.